Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Jeff Heisner, and today we've got Michigan District President Dave Davis and our own Rob Casper talking about church governance. This is part three of a three-part series for churches of all different sizes. Welcome back to our third segment on church governance and right-sizing. Again, I'm joined by Rob Casper, our Director of Leadership Development here in the district. I've uh, done a lot of work. We haven't talked about this. This is not the point of this uh, video, but um, done a lot of work with deacon training and supporting specific ministry pastor on leadership development. Um, more church workers is a crucial thing. And we are going to talk about smaller congregations in this segment. And perhaps especially, it's a different topic, but smaller congregations, when they think about pastoral staffing and other support, can look to our SMP program, uh, the assistance that deacons can give, and Rob can give you lots of help on that. So a little push on some of that work you do, Rob. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in this segment, we want to talk about uh, the smaller congregations, our smallest congregations. Um, this is a, a statistic I've been sharing. In 2009, we had uh, 48 congregations that worship 40 or less. And um, in uh, now we have 96 congregations. So twice as many of our congregations are 40 and under in, in regular worship. That's hard to have a full-time pastor. Uh, it's certainly uh, hard to use anything like policy-based governance or the Abden model for church governance in, in those kinds of settings. And um, when we talked with Jim Galvin, he had what I thought was kind of an interesting suggestion for churches that are worshiping, you know, whatever the number is, 40 or under, 50 or under. Yeah. Yeah, I almost went into a into a heart attack when he said that, uh, because I thought, "Are you serious?" And and yet, as he talked about it, described it, I it makes sense, and that's yeah. going back to a voters assembly model, or not not fall back to that, but actually intentionally do that, because yeah. I I think yeah. uh, guys like you and I spent the first fifteen twenty years of our Ministry trying to get out of such an organization. Well, it's, it was every month. Every <laughs> month we'd have a voters meeting, and it was tough to get anything done. In 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 my estimation, as I experienced it, uh, because you always had to ask permission, um, and and maybe it's because I was looking at it inappropriately or or incorrectly, not inappropriate, but incorrectly, rather than seeking permission. A voters assembly, as you build relationships, as you build trust, and you share a common mission, a common goal in ministry, uh, wh whatever that is, it's, it's about the kingdom, that voters assembly can be a consensus building community. I know several congregations now that are, you know, that, that transition, that, that have a, uh, either a Don Abden model, or they have a, a, a policy-based model, where when they have to make a major decision about something, they first have an open forum, an open forum, and just discuss the issues and let people vent and ask questions. And, and then the decision is pretty well made before they actually go to, to make the decision at a voters assembly, if it's a call of somebody or 
um, whatever major decision maybe the, the church council has to make in a management thing. So uh, there's there's variations on this theme, but as congregations either are are just getting started or they're you know they're they're declining and they're 40 or less in worship, that's more like a family. And, and so uh, there's an intimacy there that you really want as many people as possible to know the issues, to know uh, what what decisions we need to make together. Because, uh, wow, 10% of 40 is is different than, than, you know, that same number of people who aren't informed out of 400. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm just going to say that, that you really need to have uh, this this sense of consensus. And so a voters assembly can be very beneficial in doing that. So I really uh, am thankful for that uh, suggestion that, again, it's not a retreat to a voters assembly. It's it's a conscious decision. Hey, we don't have the, the staff for policy based. We don't have enough volunteers for the Abden model. Uh, let's let's go to a voters assembly and let's make great decisions where we can have good communication. And I would only say that someone's gonna make decisions. And here's where a systemic thing might be a bit of a challenge. If, if left to itself, a voters assembly, there'll be a couple of strong-willed individuals who will just uh, run roughshod over a small group of people be it a voters assembly or or a, a managing board or, or even a policy-based governance model. There needs to be a high level of trust driving toward consensus, uh, not the least common denominator in the decision, but what's best for the kingdom. And just pray for that humility, pray for that consensus that is led by the Holy Spirit uh, through your common work together, your common desire uh, to do what's best for the kingdom, not what's most comfortable for me or what I'm useful used to. Um, so, so voters assembly could be a, a great blessing as congregations uh, decline in number uh, in worship and their volunteer base, and they can make some great decisions there. Uh, yeah. Anything to add to that? Yeah, I think with with that kind of a dynamic, it's just crucial to have everybody knowing what's going on. And with 40, 50 people, you can. With a voters' assembly of that size, you can let everybody know what's going on uh, because it is like you said, a family, um, and everyone should have his say or her say. And and you just need that camaraderie instead of three people trying to slug out some kind of a decision-making process in, in an old church office. No, we have everybody here at the table. And and you said on this, and let's say it again, this is not a step back. Uh, changing your organization is not a step back. Changing your organization, your governance, is a step forward in ministry. It's saying, we're looking at the reality, what kind of a hand have we been dealt today, and how can we best manage that, maximize that. And uh, and and so with a, in, in this case, I think a smaller organizational structure of voters assembly is um is just the right right ticket and this is where we just have to start seeing 
small is not the same as dying. Let's get things organized well, right-sized, so that no matter what size your congregation is, you can be ready for the next three big things. Right. And again, let me emphasize, as you did before, the next three big things. What are those next three big things that God is calling uh, this this enclave, this this gathering of God's saints at this particular location uh, to, to do in, in his kingdom work? And don't assume that we know what that is, or don't assume that you know what that is. It is, it's in his word. We come together around his word. We pray together. We ask God's spirit to lie, uh, to, to guide and lead us. And in these smaller settings, uh, this seeking consensus in, in this setting uh, of, a, of a family unit of a voters assembly can be a great blessing. Uh, we do have, Dave, as you know, uh, in our district office, uh, many resources. Uh, most of all, we want to give permission to congregations and leaders in their congregations to, to have this conversation, uh, to pray through this, make great decisions. Uh, our, our district facilitators are there to, uh, to provide some guidance, uh, to guide some, uh, uh, some thoughts as they explore uh, governance and management options. Uh, your circuit visitor uh, should and, and can also be a great resource just just to be uh, engaged not directly but at least to be affirming uh, an affirming voice and to know that uh, hey you're not crazy you're you're not doing something that's wrong you are investigating what god might be calling us into yeah and uh, uh is as we try to help congregations kind of two final things uh our our people might not all be experts at everything but like i like to say uh but they know a guy and so yeah. uh reach out to the district uh just like rob was saying we might not know it all but uh, we'll find somebody who does and you said something else this wasn't on our uh, little list but it's always on my list uh, you talked about reading the bible and as long as i have people's attention uh, here in the Michigan district, we read the Bible. And as we, uh, no matter what size congregation, no matter what organization you might have, uh, let's be in the word. In the word, that's where we meet Jesus. In the word, that's where we have power. And it's in Jesus and his power that's going to guide our congregation of every size. And, and that's and why. As, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and as we, as we spend time with Jesus, we're going to grow in humility like Jesus. And, and that that really does uh, call any adjustment to to governance, yeah. any adjustment to our systems calls for humility and trust of one another uh, in the family of God, and uh, and that's that, that's a high commodity if we can find that, and, yeah. and only Christ can give us that. And all of that helps us to be people of hope. How about that? <laughs> amen. Amen. All right. And speaking of amen, Rob, pray us. Pray us through on this, if you All would, right. please. Father, thank you for uh, President Davis. I thank you for the congregations and pastors in our Michigan district. And uh, we we just uh, ask that you to anoint this uh, set of podcasts, uh, this communication about governance uh, with your Holy Spirit, uh, that governance models are not the end all, but they enable us to carry out the ministry in an effective way. Uh, when they cease doing that, we ask you to help us to, to adjust them to have a high trust, Holy Spirit, guide our conversations. 
uh, to go to those ends, guide our hearts that uh, want only uh, what you want, and that is for the strengthening of your people and the upbuilding of your kingdom, and that people are brought to faith in Jesus, uh, that they repent of their sins, and uh, they see uh, in you the light of life, and they can reflect that light and that life to the world around them and their relationships. That many more might join us in singing your praise, uh, and on that resurrection day, uh, fill your kingdom uh, to overflowing. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Rob. And uh, one one final note, if anyone's interested in Jim Galvin, he has a book available, Maximizing Board Effectiveness, A Practical Guide for Adaptive Governance. And we'll get you that link as well. So again, Rob, thank you. Thank you. God bless.